All right, we're back in the booth with your Camardo Wealth Education experts here on Wealth Education Radio. And uh, as always, uh, um, just as we're about to seg into yet another very exciting topic, uh, Professor Musalaki, the financial anesthesiologist, pulls us back uh, to the uh, to the quagmire disability. You had a couple more comments on that, Rob? Yeah, I just had a couple of uh, analogies. Uh, let's say you were... Is that uh, a medical term, Rob? <laughs> yeah, could be. Anyway, <laughs> let's say you were considering... Sounds like an analgesic to me. <laughs> so, so let's you're say you're... Uh, so let's suppose that you were looking for a new job, and you had two job offers. One, Close to the microphone. make the numbers easy. Let's say it was a, a $100,000 job. I just, just, you know, for our listeners, we have brand new equipment, you know, at considerable expense to improve the audio quality to our listening audience. And this equipment requires that we keep our mouths a very precise distance from the microphones. And there's actually a little screen here. It's about two inches. So you don't want to get too close, but you got to stay right up to the screen. And unfortunately, uh, our Professor Moose has a tendency to wander, as he does in most matters, and his mouth is really walking away. So I'm thinking about a nice leather strap, Rob, where he's got a harness. <laughs> maybe from a, be glued to this What do they thing. call those uh, shops where they have, you know, the horse riding stuff? The tack shop, I think it's called. You know, and just get a nice, le- nice leather harness with a bit behind your neck and attach you to that microphone. I don't think that's necessary. Huh? He seems to be enjoying it I, I think very so. much I, at the moment. I think, it's making me uncomfortable. I think, actually, I think Sonny was enjoying an image. Go ahead, Rob. Back to what is Maybe we just need to flavor it. Yeah. Uh, Stop uh, licking so, the microphone button. So suppose <laughs> it's on a feed bag. So suppose you were looking at a new job, uh, and Company A offers you a good offer, hundred thousand dollars a year. Doesn't offer you any disability coverage. So if you were, if you got disabled, you ha- you have no income coming in. Job two, on the other hand, or offered you ninety eight thousand ninety eight five. But if you were disabled, it paid you sixty thousand dollars. And that was after taxes. So what they, in this case, instead of them cutting the salary, you took the premium that you'd pay for disability. I really, I really love the way you simplify this for the folks, Rob. Okay. Would you take 100000 and zero, or would you take 98000 or 90000 for $60,000 a year of tax-free money? Well, obviously, you know, it's not nearly that simple. What's the job? You have to figure in the probability of becoming disabled because if you're not, you're getting more money and so forth. But why don't you cut to the chase and tell us what the point is? The point is that the you know some people may perceive the cost of disability being expensive. I think that when you look at the statistics and if you're really trying to do good risk management for your family, uh, that the trade-off is generally well worth it. And it just depends, though, because if you don't have a claim, you've wasted your money, just like all insurance. And if you do have a claim, it's enormously profitable. Uh, that that is correct, but it's it's one of the coverages that. Uh, is most needed that's not enforced. Many people have auto insurance and homeowners because they have to have it, but the incidence of claim is is very minute in comparison. So I, people I, don't I can't disagree. Most of us think that we're, you know, bulletproof and I can I don't care what happens to me, I can still work and and in some cases that's true, in many cases it is not. But if you, if you have and let's wrap it up with this, okay, if you have um, a lot of your net worth is in your future earnings capacity 
and if you would have a hard time sustaining an acceptable lifestyle if you lost your income and couldn't work for somebody else, then you really need to take a hard look at your disability uh, insurance portfolio and, and tune it up if you can. And again, Mr. Musalaki, pro, or Professor Anesthesiologist Rob Shevlin, is very, very happy to anesthetize you one-on-one. <laughs> Just call for a telephone appointment, no cost, no obligation, 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. All right, folks, uh, and let's uh, talk, you know, weekly we like to kind of give people some contacts for what's happening in the markets as most of our longtime listeners know and our clients and we've been writing about this stuff for a long time we have expected a profound shift in in performance leadership which just means basically we think you know what we think is going to go up in the markets and be most profitable a shift from performance leadership from the united states stock markets which continue to be on a tear but you know maybe started to bounce off resistance levels because they've been going up for six years and you know by most measures are probably at you know close to fair valuation which means that they're not they're not dirt cheap anymore you know so they're unlikely to go up because they are um, available for less than their true worth they're, they're not you know good values it could still can keep going up like the tulip bulb craze you know back in the old Netherlands but it doesn't mean it's, it's a good time to buy US stocks though I think that it'll continue so however that's not true for most of the rest of the world which is we think the real killings will be made in the years to come because they still are even though they're starting to perform very well very much undervalued so we kind of like to, to give uh, the folks a reality check on, on the relative performance uh, weekly here it is for this week um, so far um, as of uh, just about the end of April the Dow Jones Industrials uh, um, the Nasdaq actually hit a record yesterday uh, the Dow Jones Industrials up 1.3 percent for the year the Standard & Poor's 500 up 2.6 percent for the year Nasdaq is up uh, just under 7 percent it's having good year uh, the Russell 2000 small caps up about 5.5 percent uh, so the U.S. markets really haven't done a whole lot. In large-cap U.S. stocks, the ones most folks seem to own when we analyze non-client portfolios and people call or come to our seminars or, or whatever, uh, U.S. large-cap stocks haven't done nearly as well and may not going forward. Let's see what's happening in the rest of the world. Brazil, South America, is starting to, uh, uh, to shape up quite nicely. In fact, Brazil is now year-to-date up 11.4%, had a real good week. Sleepy Canada's up 5.2%. Mexico is about 5.3%. Europe, on the whole, is up about 20%, actually 18.9% as of of yesterday. China is up almost 37%. Can you believe that, Rob, year-to-day? China's up almost 37%. Hong Kong, 18%. Japan, about 16%. South Korea, almost 14%. Uh, Asia-Pacific as a whole, 12%, or something like six times more than what the S&P 500 has done so far this year. So again, this is just a reality check. A lot of people are, are kind of not in tune to this. A lot of financial advisors may not be. And judging from the portfolios we see, um, very, very regularly, most folks have all their money concentrated on something that's done very well for the past six years, but may not going forward. And again, it's one of the reasons uh, we really think this is an opportune time uh, for you guys to take a look at this brand new report. We've written the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them. It'll give you tips on uh, some of the the areas that you may want to reposition yourself in going forward. Uh, Take a look at uh, um, how to to manage investment risk. 
uh, looking at um, the, the likelihood that you're, you're investing uh, to have enough money for retirement and other reasons that, that you're investing for that to make sure that your odds of running out of money are lower or your investments right for your age, um, have, help, help you to really understand how well your investments have performed, have they done as well as you think they have, you know, how to, to, to do a, an assessment and a performance calculation, um, the why uh, if you have in, investments in bonds, municipal or corporate bonds or treasury bonds, you may really want to reassess that now, how to leverage taxes uh, so you keep more of what you earn and pay less out if you own mutual funds. So there's a lot of really good information in this report. It's actually you know, quite long, uh, about uh, 30 pages, single space as, uh, as reports like this go. Uh, but it's yours free, brand new edition of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor, <coughs> how to avoid them. All you need to do is call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks, so you don't forget it, and call while it's on your mind. Uh, this is very, very timely information. Son, you also wanted to uh, remind me to uh, let the folks, why don't you go ahead and tell us about this, Sonny, since you're also tech-savvy and all, what do you want to talk about them tweets? Well, we do have a Twitter account set up. It's at Camarda Wealth. We would love to get some questions to uh, from you, the listener, so that we can reply on the air. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you. Again, you can tweet us at at Camarda Wealth. That's at C-A-M-A-R-D-A-W-E-A-L-T-H, at Camarda Wealth. We'd love to hear from you. Tweet us, folks. Tweet us. We're up here in the branches waiting to hear your tweets. All right, so uh, let's set the stage because we've got uh, maybe uh, 30 seconds left in this segment. Um, for uh, for the next segment, we'll be talking about mutual funds. We're still one of the most popular investments in the United States, despite the emergence um, and, and the apparent dominance or, or forthcoming dominance of ETFs. Mutual funds are still one of the most poorly understood and can be one of the most expensive types of investments, though on the surface they look like they're, they're free. And so uh, we're going to tell you how to smoke this out and see if you're exposed to some of these very expensive, uh, sometimes dangerous investments. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll be back right after the break. Stay with you, Camarda Wealth Leaders, here on Wealth Education Radio. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antler Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Leaders right here Saturdays at noon or Sundays at 2. This show is recorded, but if you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish, or want free reports, reviews, or other information, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call us now, folks. Go. Go. All right. You're back on the air as we approach the end of this week's show, folks, with your Camarda Wealth Leaders here on Camarda Wealth Education Radio. And, uh, Rob, you had a question over the break about the efficiency of markets. We still need to get into mutual fund expenses and annuities and so forth. So it don't want to take a lot of time. But you asked, how is it, if markets are efficient, that we could buy a stock or a closed-end fund for less than it's worth, right? That, uh, you know, the efficient market hypothesis holds that everything is always completely fairly priced at the same time. You don't really believe that hooey, do you? Uh, no, but it's interesting that this is out out, out, out in front of you, and it's telling you. you well, know. yeah, but it, that's just as true for some of the stocks we buy in Columbia, where we feel there's significant discounts to their fair value, and then, you know, if they go up and we capture the fair value. So, you know, markets are in a whole, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, 
over time and on the whole, there are tendencies toward efficiency. That means fair pricing. But during, you know, in, in the shorter terms, the markets are, are irrational, you know, sometimes unintelligent and, and almost always, you know, not completely informed or ignorant human beings interacting and haggling over the prices of things. So, you know, sometimes they pay a lot more than it's worth. And sometimes, you know, they let stuff go dirt cheap. Like foreign stocks right now are dirt cheap, and U.S. stocks, which are still very, very popular, are maybe not such good deals anymore. Riddle me that. That's why you know folks that are you know that are deeply analytic, uh, and rational, and they don't get emotional, see opportunities for significant profit when things are trading for less than they appear to be worth. Answer your question. Absolutely. So, let, so let's talk about uh, um, the, um, the mutual funds, really the centerpiece topic of this show and one of the most popular investments still in the United States and how people – so let's talk about the difference between a load first and no load funds. Real quick, Sonia, what's the difference between a load and no load fund? Honey, do you know? I know you do. Uh, that's the built-in commission, right? right? So you either pay it on the back end or the front end or not at all. Well, not at all. So what would not at all, would that be a no-load fund, Sonia? That would be a no-load fund. Yeah, so basically, you know, mutual fund companies, and they're all for-profit companies, even Vanguard and uh, DF, uh, DFA, um, are, um, but they distribute either directly to the public or they, they pay salespeople a commission to distribute their product, just like tires or, or beer, really. Um, so if uh, no-load funds are sold directly by the company, and you don't, they don't pay a sales commission. Most funds, and the ones you hear about, because there are salespeople out there trying to get you to buy them, you know, calling themselves advisors. They could be brokers at wirehouses or bank tellers these days or insurance agents. Um, we're all calling ourselves financial advisors in CME these days, even though not all technically are. Um, but um, they, 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 they get a commission. So an A share, as you were mentioned, front-end commissions um, are charged uh, when you buy it. So if you put $100 into the fund... And there's an 8% load, which I think they're still out there, right? How You get $92 in your accounts, and $8 uh, goes to sales commissions. Now, do you remember, uh, Sonia, we had a, uh, um, a client that was bought a mutual fund from a local credit union. Remember, was told that there was no commission? Right. Do you remember her experience? Um, yes. She, lo she looked at her statements? I, th I think she was missing, was it about $8,000 from the account? Yeah, it was about $8,000. And it has turned out there was a 2.5%, uh, they called it a sales charge on a commission. And right. when she asked the uh, uh, the bank rep, uh, said, oh, there's no commission on that. They said, well, what's this 2.5? Where's my $8,000? Oh, that was a setup fee. It was a, you know, it was, it was a, they, they, it was a sales charge or a commission. So those are A shares. You know, had she not noticed it, and a lot of people don't really scrutinize their statements, you really can't see um, that uh, those charges are in there, but they are. You know, back-end B shares, which you don't really see very much, typically are, uh, you pay much higher annual expense, um, and uh, there's no front-end commission, but if you get out, it's like a surrender charge on an annuity, you'll pay a back-end load as much as, what, 6%, something like that, Rob? Mm -hmm. You know, so if it's worth 100 and you get your money back, you only get 94 because $6,000 is there to pay the commission. And C-shares, which we see an awful lot of these days, C-shares are so-called level-load shares where they tack on typically 1% um, as a sales commission every year on top of the underlying expenses in the fund. And remember, these funds all charge operating expenses, some that are very cheap, like Vanguard and DFA, and some are just enormously expensive. I saw one in the client's portfolio, yes, it was 
nine percent. That's unusual, you know. But but seeing them at two or three percent is not all that unusual. Okay, folks, we'll get back uh, into this on the, uh, after the break. Stay with us. And again, this is your last opportunity uh, to pick up the um, the this, uh, the free education report, the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor, how to avoid them. You need to call in the next six minutes. Uh, before the window closes, 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. See you in a second. Stay with us. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free, folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements, and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and otherwise we think you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. 888-CAMARDA to set up your free portfolio review. Call now while it's on your mind, folks. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. The show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. All right, folks, you're back uh, with Camarda Wealth uh, Education Leaders here in our final segment, Continue with Mutual Fund Expenses. Um, and as we we're talking uh, before the break, uh, the mutual funds are for-profit companies, and sometimes they charge a little and sometimes they charge a lot. Most um, the investors are oblivious to this. Even worse, most advisors seem to be oblivious to this. Uh, they, uh, they certainly know what their compensation is, if they're paid, you know, 1%. Uh, C-share ongoing trail commission, or if they get an upfront commission, uh, but the rest is is not nearly as well scrutinized, we think, as it should be. Um, so, and, and this is really, really important because to the extent that you pay higher fees in a mutual fund or annuity, you're not going to make nearly as much money, right? If you, the index return is 10% and you pay, you know, 0.2%, you're going to make 9.8%. Uh, um, if you pay the same fund. Uh, or the same index, same investment return, but you pay maybe 3%. Instead of making 10, you'll make 7%. And over time, that's enormous. It's devastating. It's huge. And, and you really can't find these fees unless you analyze the fund, read the prospectus, and even the prospectus is mind-numbingly complex to pull the numbers out. We do uh, internal analysis using professional software uh, to tease out the numbers. Uh, but it's never accounted for you. In fact, people are often uh, surprised. Say, well, gee, what they would tell me would be on my statement. Is it, Rob? Oh, never. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you never gotta see a, it. You got to you got to bolt a carrot to that mic. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't see that, and it's uh, it's a shame because you know it really is a disturbing number, oftentimes. Yeah, so that's huge and, and critically important, and that's one of the things that we can help you do when we do find, uh, the portfolio stress test is to you know, analyze each component in a portfolio. We need to look at your statements to, uh, um, to see what you have, of course, but uh, um, to put that mosaic together. Sometimes they're good deals, often they're not. Um, and the same applies in spades 
to annuities, doesn't it, Rob? You know, variable annuities typically are, you know, are mutual funds inside of a, a life insurance annuity wrapper, right? Yes. So we have inside, we have the mutual funds. What else, what other costs and exposures do we have um, besides? Well, you, you have uh, what's called uh, M&E expenses, mortality and expense charges. A lot of that goes to pay, again, for the sales and distribution and putting the, uh, the business on the books. And then there's expenses uh, for if, you know, most people buy an annuity because they're going to use it for lifetime income. And to yeah, make- let's say we're wandering off into the rice paddy again, though. So, so let's, you know, the expenses are you have the, um, the, the mutual fund type investment expenses, right? Right. You, you have mortality, money. which is life insurance expenses. Most people even know they had life insurance annuities and life insurance product. What else? They may have rider well, charges. If, if you buy some riders are no cost, but the ones that are valuable are expensive and they're in there. So you definitely want to look at that and they may not be fixed. They may have the right, you, they may have the right at their option to change it over time and they'll usually. So, you know, but focusing on the expenses, you know, an annuity, you add up, the, you know, the investment costs, you add up the insurance charges, it's processing fees, it's premium tax, it's administrative fees, you know, depending on the annuity and some big name companies. I'm not talking about fly by not companies, but these are mainstream, highly rated, you know, well respected companies, um, as much as five percent in some cases a year. And do you ever see that? If you want to find out what those expenses are, Rob, where do you find out? Yeah, you need to look at either the contract or the prospectus, but yeah, you're, so you get, you're going to get the prospectus first, so that's what you want to look at. you got to read the prospectus, but it all the, the, all the expenses aren't in there. you got to look at the prospectus. Sometimes you have to look at the prospectus supplement, and then you have to look at a specimen contract mm-hmm. to tease out the insurance costs. And then if you have a, a contract that, that may have some other features, if you use the fixed account, try to see if you can understand the formula that's going to apply if you ever, ever yeah. get out of that fixed And account. Rob was speaking rhetoric, rhetorically because he's tried it. If he can't figure it out, then it can't. Actually, they're extremely complicated I mean, products. I can't figure it out. <laughs> it's a matter of whether I fall asleep. <laughs> he's a self-anesthetizing financial anesthesiologist. And, of course, folks, you know, if you have annuities, these are they're very, very expensive products, and uh, you certainly should avail yourself of a professional review to see what the costs are. Of course, we're happy to do that. If you give us a call at 800-888-CAMARDA, as the clock ticks down to uh, 15 seconds and uh, twilight descends on this show, any final uh, words of wisdom or hope? Everybody should have such great microphones. Hopefully the audio quality has improved for you folks. Uh, We certainly enjoy putting the show together for you. And we'll be back next week uh, again on OKV. We're going to OKV in Jacksonville uh, Sunday at 5, beginning May 17th. And on Tampa, Saturdays at 1 on WBA. See you all next week. Bye-bye, folks. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda Wealth's Education Radio, your one source of sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leaders' warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet. An offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit! 
Comarta Financial Advisors, LLC is a Security Exchange Commission registered investment advisor, which is compensated only by portfolio management fees. You may receive a tour ABV on request, which contains important background, conflicts of interest, fee and investment philosophy information, client accounts managed in a third-party custodian on a discretionary basis. Comarta Consultants, LLC is an affiliate providing other services, including the sale of insurance products compensated using traditional commission methods. Jack Comarta is a Florida real estate broker, and Comarta Premier Properties has commission and fee-based transactional and property management business, which may present a conflict of interest. None of these are a law or accounting firm, and listeners should confer with their own legal and accounting advisors before deciding on a specific course of action. Third-party advisor rankings rely on advisor-supplied survey information and are not derived from independent research. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not be those of advertisers or broadcaster. When discussed, performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Not all performance periods may be discussed, and listenership requests complete performance information before forming opinions. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Securities discussed on this program may be owned or traded by firm agents and principals, in firm portfolios, in firm client accounts, and listeners should presume that hosts have conflicts of interest with regard to discussed securities. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which would reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Backtesting involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data, of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Backtested performance results do not reflect actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Backtested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material, market, or economic conditions, or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Backtested returns should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client or the advisor. For information on additional date ranges for portfolios discussed on the program, please contact the host. Portfolio performance benchmarks are generally industry-standard indexes, but vary depending on the portfolio discussed. For more information, contact the host.